Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, my friend? You are listening to the Chillpreneur Podcast, the number one place for rule-breaking entrepreneurs to learn how to build a standout personal brand and a kick-ass business without having to hustle their life away. Get ready to be inspired, have a laugh, meet some extraordinary guests, and of course, get your excitement high with some epic dancepreneur party vibes. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Chillpreneur Podcast. Now, this is going to be a really different episode to anything that I have ever recorded before, but I wanted to talk not only a little bit about my creative process, but share with you a note that I wrote in my notes app, because I think it's an important message. This note that I wrote in my notes app, it is an important message, but it will also help you to understand how I personally come up with creative ideas, whether that be for Instagram stories, whether it be for reels or here on the podcast. So I wanted to talk you through the process a little bit, and then I wanted to read you a note. I don't know how well I'm going to be able to read it because I am terrible at writing and make about a thousand spelling mistakes. But anyway, I'm going to read you something that I wrote so that you could then understand with, I guess, like what my, my, my thought processes are and my creative process. And then I'll come back and we'll try to discuss how I would turn something like this into different pieces of content. So for me particularly, I really think that there are kind of like three ways that I get inspired or that I learn when it comes to being able to speak about the things that I speak about. It's really like a three-pronged approach. There is those that I'm learning from that are ahead of me or not even necessarily ahead of me, like my own personal consumption of media and knowledge really contributes to my ability to be able to teach in the way that I teach online. It's the accumulation of all the different things that I'm inspired by or all the different things that I learn or the ideas that come from, let's say, watching a TV show or watching a movie where this actually was sprouted from. But, you know, whenever I'm reading a book or whenever I'm watching a movie or whenever I am consuming any type of content or media, like I am really taking little tidbits of information or ideas that pop into my mind and then documenting them in my notes app in my phone. I I have thousands of notes in my notes app on my phone and I'm really documenting those ideas so that then I can, you know, come back to them at a later stage and tell a story from them or share a lesson or share an experience. 
you know, and again, I like this process because when I'm taking a note, the note is my interpretation of the media. You know, it's not that I'm going and copying exactly what somebody said in a book or in a video or anything like that. I'm writing it down as my interpretation, the thoughts that have come up for me of what is actually happening there so that when I do go and share it later on or immediately, it is my interpretation of that, which means that it is actually something new and unique because then what it is, is it's an amalgamation of that and other things that I've learned in the past as well as my own experience. And that is the second way that I actually get content ideas is through my own experience. You know, things that are going on in my life or things that I'm thinking about or conversations that I'm having with people like my friends, my family. And so my own experiences and the things that are directly happening to me is another way that I really not only learn, but then am able to teach from that space. This has also got an added benefit of the fact that when you do start to look at your experiences like opportunities to learn as well as opportunities to then be able to empathize and share with your community, it sometimes can take the intensity out of these experiences. I was having a conversation with a friend who yesterday who's like kind of stuck at a particular financial level um, and yet she wants to really teach on financial stagnancy. And I said to her, you know, this wouldn't be happening to you if there wasn't something in there that you were supposed to teach because if you were just, you know, growing every single month, how could you teach on financial stagnancy? How could you relate to the people that you're teaching? Because obviously you won't be able to empathize with them. You'll have such a deeper connection to the people when you actually have been through that yourself or, you know, have recently been through that yourself. A lot of teachers, maybe they had an experience way in the past and then years later, they maybe just have moved on from that experience and yet are still teaching on it. And they may not be able to have the same type of connection and empathy that they would if it's something that maybe reoccurs for them at different levels. And so I really embrace my own personal challenges. For me, things around content creation, around confidence, around identity, all the different things that I personally love to teach on. I embrace the challenges that I'm going through because I really do help. It really does help me not only, uh, continue to improve and iterate my own strategies of overcoming these particular issues. But then it also helps me to really uh, just connect, as I've mentioned about a thousand times. The other way that I learn and therefore then can teach is through my community, my students, my clients. I am so hyper aware that every single time I'm having a conversation with someone and they ask me a question, there's something in that. You know, if someone's confused about something or if they're, they have a block or a barrier or there's something that's stopping them from showing up, I take note of that. And this is why I said I've got thousands and thousands of different notes in my phone and they are all based on conversations that I have with my community and my clients and my network and people like learning from the people, the people that you actually want to help is, in my opinion, one of the absolute best ways to make your content extremely, extremely relevant and resonate with a lot of people. And then your own experiences helps you to emotionally connect to what people are going through and really care because it's your experience as well. And then obviously it is important to learn from resources, credible resources, and get inspired by different outputs of media because that you know, if you've read the book, Steal Like an Artist, all of these different combinations of learning from different teachers and different sources is what is going to help you to create something totally unique to you. But still make sure that from an ethical perspective, you're not just teaching only experientially, you actually are teaching based on things that have also worked for others and for a larger sample of people. So learning from these multiple different things. But anyway, that's to say one of the biggest things that allows me to create so much content quite consistently, or I should say communicate quite consistently, is that 
all of these experiences that I have in these three different areas, I'm constantly taking notes. And it's not just like when I'm reading a book or learning a direct video, or sorry, watching like a direct video, like something that is actually teaching on the subjects that I like to teach on. But I really, really like to monitor my thoughts with any type of media consumption. And the note that I'm about to read you is really about identity. It's about our need as a society to categorize ourselves and to fit in and how that actually can be sometimes extremely detrimental to our personal growth and to our creativity. And this actually came from watching the series Inventing Anna. So if you've seen it, I think it's really good. Some people hate it. I really liked it. But, you know, I will say that there is maybe somewhat of a spoiler in here. I don't think it's a spoiler, but maybe it's a spoiler. So I just want to give a spoiler warning. But anyway, I'm going to go read this note to you and we'll come back and discuss the idea of the note, I think, is important to have a little conversation around as well. But then how we would actually go and turn something like this into content. Okay, so the title of this note is I Don't Know Who I Am. I'm sitting here watching Inventing Anna, and for those of you who haven't seen it, this episode, this is the episode where Neff is explaining her time with Anna and the parties that her and their group experienced. I cannot help to be attracted to the glamorous lifestyle, the access, the glitz, and the glamour. I see the story unfold, not the actual story, but the story in Neff's experience of this hardworking, hustling, boss-ass bitch, and being a part of it just made me wish that I could be that girl. But then I think, what about the part of me who adored the concept of the four-hour work week? You know, setting up your life so that you actually didn't have to work and that you could spend your time doing fun stuff like travel and adventure. No hustle, no glitz, no glam, just smart business models and the desire to challenge yourself. But then I also think, what about that part of me that wants neither? The part of me that honestly is just happy making enough money to live a good life, take care of the people who I love and spend time chilling with my friends and family. Then I think about the part of me that wants to fly first class, but also the part of me that's just as happy sitting in coach as long as I'm on my way to discover a new magical place. What about the part of me that wants to build a legacy and an empire? And then the part of me that honestly just doesn't want to work at all. I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but it is something that I think about often. I ask myself on a regular basis, am I just too easily influenced and have no idea who actually the fuck I am or where I fit in and how I should show up in the world? Or maybe it just doesn't matter, and I really can have it all. See, I'm not actually sure if the problem is my weakness to influence. I mean, am I intrigued by absolutely everything cool I see? No. I think snowboarding's pretty cool, but I'm not desperate to jump out there into the snow. I know for me personally, there is a big difference between appreciation and genuine desire, but yet I still find myself feeling guilty for having so many conflicting desires. Wealth, humbleness a total tomboy, a high fashion hottie. I'm not sure that the problem is influence. I think really at the end of the day, the problem is that we are taught to conform. We are taught to put ourselves into a box to choose a type, a style and never change our minds. Messaging like there are only two types of people in this world is challenging us to choose a side. We have this savage need for acceptance and we are all desperate to find the camp of people that we can be defined by so that we can adopt everything to really fit in. We think that we will be loved, that people will understand us, and that we will never run the risk of being seen as flaky or contradictory if we become a style of person and just stick to it. 
However, I believe that this keeps people stuck. I believe that this stops people from experimenting and evolving into something truly unique. What about if we could take little bits from every piece of influence, like take an ingredient from here and one from there and create a totally new and unique dish? Or what if we didn't need to be just one type? What if we could change from day to day and that would be totally accepted by the people around us? I may not know who I am by society's categories, but I know who I am and I know that I'm a kind and genuine person with a curiosity that leads me to appreciate so many different aspects of life. So if you see me one day talking about saving money and thrifting and the next day going and chartering a private jet, just know that that's okay. If one day you see me in a paradox and a band t-shirt trying to skateboard and the next day you see me trying a ballet class, that's okay too. I'm just here trying to live my life and experience every single tiny thing that tickles my fancy, some of which I keep and some of which I realize just isn't for me, but I would have never known otherwise. I really think it's important that we don't try to categorize ourselves. I really think it's important that if you have an inf- if you have interest in something, to follow that because there may be something magical there. Okay, so honestly, like, oh, this note doesn't really make sense, to be honest. Like, I wouldn't actually post this directly as a piece of content. But like, I've just written this fully like intuitively as it's coming up, you know what I mean? Like I paused inventing Anna and I just wrote and wrote and wrote. I didn't hinder myself. I didn't stop myself. I didn't correct myself. That's why it was kind of hard to read, to be honest. I had to stop a couple of times because a lot of it just didn't even make sense. But I just let myself free flow and like get out exactly what I was experiencing and what I was feeling in that moment. Obviously, this episode of Inventing Anna was not talking about dichotomy or identity, but through all the different things that I've learned and experiences in my own life, seeing these girls party and have this like real hustle mentality and have this high life, like there was some general intrigue there. But then I started feeling guilty because I was like, but I'm also so into like just going with the flow and, you know, being chill and all of these things. And it just made me think about how I I think it's so important that we aren't so afraid to experiment with different things in life, even if it falls out of the type of person that we've categorized ourselves as, whether it be a style, whether it be an interest, whether it be a passion. And the thing is, we've got to recognize that you are allowed to grow and change. I had a friend who was really into minimalism and created content around that. And then, you know, obviously maybe has evolved from that space and, you know, feels a lot of shame or guilt around that, but it's okay. We as human beings change, we evolve, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with becoming someone new if that feels good for you. And even if you're like me, it's not necessarily that I'm evolving slowly from one person to another. I change my mind a lot. You know, my personal style changes from one place to another and then back again and my interests, my hobbies, my passions, and sometimes even my values change. You know what I mean? Like there are Definitely things that are really, really important to me, friends, family, um, and connection are obviously some of my biggest things. But like in terms of, oh, you know, saying something like I would never fly first class, it's not necessary. And then having an opportunity come up for that to be the case, like don't worry about contradicting yourself. It's fine. You're allowed to change your mind. Anyway, I just think that's how we become a unique person. I think that we become a unique person. We really truly discover who we are out of what everybody else is telling us to be when we allow ourselves to follow all of those tiny intuitive nudges to try something, to you know try on a style or to experience something new or to speak in a different way. You know, if you want to change the tonality of your voice, that is so fine as well. You probably will as you go through life and experience different things, different um, 
you know, changes to obviously your physiology, but as well, just like maybe you pick up a little bit of an accent if you go somewhere, you know, maybe I swear to God, if I went to New York right now, I would start talking like I am from New York. That was not a New York accent, by the way. We as human beings can, to a certain degree, assimilate to our current cluster, you know, our current circle of influence, as long as you're doing it for yourself because you're generally interested and appreciative of those things rather than, you know, doing it because you feel like you need to fit in. And that's the biggest difference that I feel that we should start to really speak about a lot when it comes to intuition, you know, figuring out what the difference between genuine desire and influence is, genuine intuition and how that actually feels in the body. If there is something that you want to try because you generally want as a part of your life or if there's something that you feel like you need to achieve or have or be because, I don't know, you know, that's just what society tells us. I know in the online space, so many people think that they have to have certain income goals or they have to achieve certain income months in order to be seen as successful. And like, it's just total bullshit. It's just one of those categories of which nobody has actually developed, but everybody seems to have adopted. And it just, it isn't, it shouldn't have to be the case. So anyway, that's my little rant on that particular note. But what I will say is that from here, obviously I'm not going to just post that. It doesn't make sense. It's it's just an inane rambling. But then I, I almost just sit on it. You know what I mean? I sit on it until the time is right. I might see a reel and I may be able to connect that, that to the concept of identity and dichotomy and, you know, just truly honoring the person that you are, no matter how regularly you change. And obviously then I will be able to edit that into a caption that somewhat makes sense to go along with a reel that, you know, it makes sense to create around identity. Or as a matter of fact, what I actually did was I turned this into a podcast episode. I had the idea of being like, you know what, I'm just going to read that and explain my creative process when it comes to ideas and how I actually learn and share and all of these different things. So from that, I had the idea to turn this into a podcast that is of this structure where I actually just read the note and talked about my process. However, the other thing I could have done is turned it into a podcast episode where I actually just, now that I understand the concept and what I'm trying to say, I'm more you know, free flowy, but in a more articulated way, communicated how I was feeling and how I was thinking about identity and all of these different things. So the takeaway from this episode is twofold. Obviously, there is the whole piece around identity and being okay with change and evolving and growing and trying new things and not necessarily having to categorize yourself as one type of person. If you want to be a skater chick one day and you want to be a gardening boss babe the next, that is okay. Those two things can go hand in hand. I feel like we we definitely, you know, and this is a more complicated topic, but you know, definitely when it comes to the more masculine and feminine energies, and I'm not necessarily talking about gender here, but some things that are traditionally seen as more masculine, like hustle and grind and adventure and and the go, go, go. And then the things that are seemingly more on the feminine energy side of things, like a little bit more rest and playfulness and dancing and creativity. Like, let's say like art versus I don't know, skydiving. You can do them both if you want to. Like, it doesn't have to be, again, there's two types of people in this world you can be all you can be all of them you can change from day to day you can just make this you know totally unique mix of styles and hobbies and differences in the way that you show up in the world and that's fine too it's always about what is making you feel good and you honoring yourself so that's one thing the other thing is obviously my creative process is a just take a shit ton of notes 
really be conscious of your thoughts start and and here's the thing like I have a blueprint in my mind of my mission when I started that was a very small blueprint I had to do a lot more learning and a lot more thinking intentional thinking because I didn't have a lot of experience I hadn't had a lot of conversations I hadn't you know had years and years and years and years of thinking about this stuff so it was more of an effort now going on almost five years in this business no over five years in this business now but you know going on over five years in this business I definitely have realized that it's much easier for me to capture these thoughts because I have so much experience in it so if you're in the beginning don't worry if it's a little bit more effort or you have to be a little bit more intentional about thinking about things but over time you'll get to that point where you can be watching like a series like Inventing Anna and have conversations with yourself about you know something relevant to your niche whether it be exercise health fitness whatever you can look at things and then that can actually be a lesson for you but in the meantime just take a crap ton of notes think about the three pillars or the three prongs of learning which is from your network from your community from your audience having conversations from your own experience and then from resources knowledge data books podcasts all that kind of stuff leaders Anyway, that is it for me. I know this was a very, very, very different style episode. So please reach out to me on Instagram and let me know, you know, what your biggest takeaway was, whether you liked this, whether you didn't. I would really appreciate the feedback because obviously that helps me learn and grow. I do have some really, really exciting interviews coming up. So please stay tuned for those. And I do so want to say at this point, I so appreciate so many of you have been sharing the podcast on Instagram stories, sharing it with your community, tagging me in little things, tagging my podcast as recommendations for people. And oh my gosh, I love you so much. I so, so appreciate it. I'm really, really loving being a little more consistent with the podcast, as well as being back on YouTube. This longer form content is definitely something I'm exploring more and I'm more interested in. Um, which I'm going to talk about soon. I've got to formulate some thoughts on that, but I definitely want to have a big conversation between the difference between long and fo- long and short content and how the world is changing again. But anyway, I love you. Thank you for listening. Let me know your thoughts on this episode and I will see you in the next one. Bye. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.